Hello and welcome. It's On Mike with Jordan Rich. Great to have you aboard. If you'd like to reach me, you can write to me, jordan at chartproductions.com. My Twitter handle is at jordanwbz. And on Facebook, it's simply The Jordan Rich Show. Today's guest is America's most amazing mentalist. He's a sought-after entertainer and speaker who understands the meaning and importance of capturing the mind share and heart share of audiences. He's appeared and performed in front of several presidents, kings, Fortune 1000 organizations, and associations worldwide. His name is John Stetson. He's appeared on television networks across the country. I've known John Stetson for many years. He combines the art of mystery with the science of psychology and the power of intuition. He is one remarkable gentleman and a very fine friend. John Stetson, let's go on, Mike. So, John, let's begin. Why not at the beginning? Uh, You talk in your shows about uh, lineage here, about uh, being part of a family business. Yes. Tell us more. Yes. Well, uh, Boston is home. And I've been traveling for quite some time. I've <laughs> been on the road for almost 40 years. I'm not completely done traveling yet, but I certainly want to reduce it. And I thought the best thing to do would be to come home, establish a, a series of shows, and uh, have them in a very special place. And uh, being at the Omni Parker House is a wonderful thing. For me, my uh, I remember both of my grandfathers walking me through the, the mm. neighborhood mm. when I was quite young. Which is what what's affectionately known, I guess, as the downtown crossing area. It's not too yes. far from. Well, it's on the Freedom Trail, and mm-hmm. it's very historic. That's a historic hotel for all kinds of reasons. Yes, the uh, the oldest continually running hotel in America. Oh, is it? That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. And your shows are. Dynamite. They're so much fun. They really are. But tell me about your grandfather. Oh, well, uh, there were uh, one. My mom's dad was uh, rather eccentric and uh, loved and did uh, all of these kinds of things. He uh, he passed when I was uh, rather young. And my uh, my dad's father also had the interest in all of these things and was able uh, to ask me the right questions about people, okay. about learning about people. Because what I do is fairly easy to explain. <laughs> I simply pay attention. <laughs> you certainly do. I pay attention to what's going on around me. Now, some people uh, consider this whole living in the moment thing as being all Birkenstock and bongo hippie mm. tree hugging stuff. Furthest thing from the truth. I mean, these are the, this is, these are the way uh, fighter pilots are trained mm-hmm. to uh, to be in a, a loop of observation, mm-hmm. uh, observation and, and reaction. So I love studying all of these uh, facets in life. And uh, by looking at people, paying attention to people, and more importantly, listening to people. Well, uh, how do you define mentalism? I mean, it's been it's been an art form for a lot of years, dating back to the 1600s, I guess. But yeah. how do you define it? Well, basically, I like to just explain it as a mentalist is someone who demonstrates feats of ESP, extrasensory perception. If you do not believe in a sixth sense, a naturally born sixth sense, which mm-hmm. I happen to. Mm-hmm. But if not, I say, please, think of your other five senses. Hopefully you believe in those. <laughs> when those five senses are percolating at the same time, mm-hmm. you are creating a sixth 
sense. That's the way we were built. That's the way we were put together. And listen, the reason I ask this in so many programs, I'll say, how many of you have a, a difficult time remembering names when you meet people? <laughs> and, I, and a surprising number of hands pop up. Oh, sure. And I'll tell you why. We're not listening. Right. By the way, I keep listening to noises that uh, you must be the busiest man in show business. Are there? Oh, is that me? That's you. Oh, I thought That's it was okay. you. I thought, no. you, I thought you were. I, well, I, I don't make noise. you are. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's an indication that you're in demand, man. Uh, that people are, are. Or I owe a lot of money. <laughs> either that or that. Now, now uh, the reason I, I asked for the definition is because over the centuries and even in the last maybe 150 years, there have been a lot of uh, acts that have grown in prominence. The, the amazing Kreskin, most people know that. Yes, has been yes. on the Merv Griffin show and beyond. But um, uh, there's the, the the mentalist and the magician. What's the difference? There is a difference. Uh, there, there is. There is a difference. Uh, there are many, many techniques that are used by a mentalist that are not used by a magician. Uh, I know many uh, – well, there are, there are very few – Mentalists, real pure mentalists. You'll find it's there's a little bit of a bandwagon now, and a lot of magicians are jumping on hmm. to that bandwagon, and and some of them may uh, and do some wonderful, wonderful things. As a mentalist, I'm using statistics. I'm using suggestion. I'm using auto suggestion. I'm using the tools of a hypnotist. I am using uh, theatrical uh, methods in order to do things. Mm. Uh, there, it never stops. Mentalism, uh, being a mentalist is truly a lifestyle. Any book that I read pertains to my work, and it could be any book at all. Uh, I believe very much in, in the concept of a mind shift, how we can change our thoughts just very simply. Well, you're backed up by a lot of science in this regard. I mean, yes. how we feel, how we think is how we feel, and how we feel is how we mm. we react and act. And I, I look at it like this. People will say that there's a split, as there is in everything <laughs> these mm -hmm. days. People will say, oh, I'm a skeptic, for example. I love skeptics, true skeptics, seekers of proof and truth. I think I think that's mighty. What I don't like are cynics who masquerade as skeptics. Mm. We all know these people. Oh, I'm a skeptic. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> kind of a jerk, yeah. Um, yeah. because their mind is not open. Their mind is 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 made up. I feel that one day uh, we'll call it say metaphysics, and and we'll say science. I think we're just it's perspective. Let's come back to ESP, extrasensory yeah. perception, because. There isn't a person alive who doesn't understand what the concept of, say, deja vu is. Oh, my yeah. God. Or the I was thinking about somebody and the phone rang and it's that person. Exactly. Right? But when you're doing your magnificent work on a stage, you're getting very specific about very specific mm. thoughts and ideas. And I'll just use an example of a recent show. My wife is a big fan now uh, where you uh, ask people to think of something, anything. 
And then remarkably, you're able to say, you're thinking of something small, something mm. furry. It's a mouse. And the you know the woman falls off her chair, which is always fun. <laughs> I'm not asking you to tell us how you do that, but I'm asking you what's happening in general to the to the psyche and the human brain when that happens? I believe that we are constantly communicating things to one another. Mm-hmm. Now, just getting back to the, 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 what I said about listening, I feel that the big problem we have as a society is we listen to respond as opposed to listening to comprehend. Mm-hmm. We don't understand what's being said to us because we don't take the time to comprehend it. Now, I'd say something that might sound kind of cryptic. I listen when people speak. More importantly, I listen when they don't speak. And at the same time, knowing what questions to ask them Mm. based on their body language, the way they will frame a question, say, should I do something means something completely different from can I do something? Yes, yes, I see where you're going. And and in some cases, they're asking for uh, permission. And I feel that the majority of us, we have our answers inside. Um, everything is uh, the, the common thing that we have is fear. Yours is a very empathetic presentation. You mm. love people. I do. And one thing about John that you and the audience should know is you never feel, you feel as though you're in good hands, that there's a comfort level. Where did you learn that? Is that just who you are or is that passed down from? I, I learned that through my life's experience. Now, I was told that I could not be a mentalist and until I was in my 40s or 50s when mm. I was quite young, not just by family, but by anybody in, in the business. Um, they said that there was a, a believability mm. factor based on mm. age and face. But bottom line is, and I know there are exceptions. I've, I've met some of these exceptions and, and, and they're remarkable people. But for the most part, when you're 22, okay, you know everything about everything. <laughs> but yeah. you've not had the life experience to mm. be able to truly be an empath. Mm. I spent a lot of years working comedy clubs, comedy clubs and circus and carnival and every street shows and uh, behind bars, <laughs> not prison. Well, uh, uh, but, but all of these places developing these skills. And I did um, comedy and, uh, and magic. And I was always a closet mentalist. When I was doing my things for people, that's what I was always doing. That was always my study. So mm-hmm. it's like when I grow up. So I, <laughs> I had the opportunity to work with a great number of household names now based on uh, late 70s, early 80s based on my time in, in those areas of, like, say, the comedy, the comedy rooms. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, at the same time, I was still doing some other, other shows. And I was uh, dealing with my great aunt, who was a very well-known intuitive reader. And I say very well-known, she was totally under the radar. And uh, you look her up online, you can't find anything about her. Mm. But I do have some information, a lot of information on her. She would uh, went to become a silent movie actress and uh, had well, some, some results. But she was more popular for taking out her deck of cards mm. and reading the stars and the producers and 
the millionaires and that blood into the ranchers and uh, their spouses and captains of industry. So she would only go to um, wonderful places and send her for a week. Uh, you know, she'd go to Saratoga, she'd go to London, she'd go to Paris, she'd wow. be in Palm Springs. What a pedigree, huh? And so I spent, uh, she was quite elderly at that point, I spent time with her at the end of her career. So I would travel with her for about six, eight days a month. Mm. As a secretary, mm. so here is the here's the move. Comedy rooms, and you know Jordan more than you know, as, as much as I do, that true comedy comes from pain. Indeed, it does. And I oftentimes, sometimes, will say, you know, look at the funniest person in your group, <laughs> and it's these things are readable. Mm. So I'm we're dealing with. Comedy clubs, um, as I'm doing air quotes, which is what they were, but you, the irony of places like Yuck Yucks and the Laugh Shack and the Hokey Pokey and the Laugh mm. Stop would be the most filled with the most negative energy mm. possible. To get the comics to laugh uh, back then, uh, it, it would have to be dark and it would have to be mean, right. mean, right. mean spirited stuff. And some of the people who were doing comedy, it was just a job. And of course, I, 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 even when I was there, I felt myself to be a little bit of a comedy snob based on my love of old show business and how I, how I grew up and who my heroes were. Um, it was great to be there seeing a lot of, a lot of these wonderful people being rather uh, inventive and, and original and whatnot. But at what cost? Boy, it mm. hurt. It was, and um, when you see people nowadays who say, I've been working in comedy rooms for 40 years, I just, I take a deep breath and hold my heart and say, God bless you. You're right. I do know a lot about this because I have many, many close friends who are now on the West Coast and elsewhere who are, uh, you know, very complex. Let's put it that way. That's, mm -hmm. that's a euphemism for pained and I, I, I you see that a lot and that so that helped you mm. discover what it is yeah. that you wanted to become let me tell you a quick story that i think your listeners will like uh you know it starts like a joke guy walks into a doctor's office <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> only this was in i believe 1835 up in uh, halifax in yorkshire mm -hmm. england and he goes to the doctor and he's basically talking about all the telltale signs of depression, mm -hmm. which is something that wasn't quite recognized at that point. Um, but he was going on and on about how he felt between anxiety, depression, and just the heaviness and the weight in his life and how he didn't know what he was going to do if he right. wanted to continue living. Right. The doctor says, you are in great luck. You must come to the city square with my family tonight. You must come. The circus is there. The circus is light and it's bright and it's a happy experience. But this circus, <clears throat> this circus stars the great Grimaldi, the world's greatest clown. Grimaldi will take the ring for an hour. He will, he's an evening's brush to sweep away care. But more than that, he'll express the human condition. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but you'll walk away feeling so good about being alive. You must see Grimaldi. And of course, the man says, I am Grimaldi. Ah, yes. Poignant. And, uh, but when you really look at it, aren't we sort of all 
Grimaldi? You know, that brings to mind <laughs> something that you do, that I've seen you do in, in your performance, in your presentation, and that is talking about the energy that mm. people uh, absorb and also reflect and give off. And I don't disagree at all. I think you're very much on target that we, we can feel the vampire sucking the energy out of the oh, room. Oh, yeah. We're animals. Yeah. We are. We are. We're animals. And if, say, I was uh, behind the curtain and I was nervous before coming out to uh, do whatever I was going to do, deliver a speech or whatnot, people sense it and they can feel it. And I, I posed this question, especially in our in our women's event. I said, how many of you ever walk into a room and you go, wow, this feels great. It just feels great to be here. I love it. But conversely, have the other thing, you know, bad juju. Oh, yes. No, I don't like it in here. I am leaving right now. And a lot of people have that when they're house hunting or, or anything. And, John, you've performed in front of, what, five presidents, yes. I think, and, and in, in front of royalty in various countries and so forth. It doesn't really make that much difference if you're a president, a king, or the local trash remover. It's all the same. <laughs> People are the same. Yeah. And uh, what we used to say something about to, with kids, it's like, yes, you're unique, just like everyone else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to lose sight of the fact that during the programs, uh, with all of the tools and, and, and the things that we've been discussing, um, that it isn't uh, a fun-filled evening it's tremendously that entertaining that there's so many there's so many laughs but they're special uh, they're special laughs um well not, if i may what what really impresses me is all of your skills that we've talked about but your repartee and this is where the old show business comes into effect <laughs> uh, like me you are a fan and a and an an admirer of those who did it so well back then. And many people don't remember those. And I'm talking about everyone from in, in the world of mad, like a Harry Blackstone Jr., mm. who was just magnificent, or, or any of the old comics or MCs and so mm. There's a certain standard that they set that I think you try to uphold, that Thank stage you. presence. I love standing on the shoulders of giants, but I'll also tell you um, there are a couple of other influences that I have had um, that it, well, let's just say it's in my psyche, and that is uh, the energy of fundamentalist preachers hmm. and professional wrestlers. <laughs> okay, from the old school. Yeah, you would see these fellows going into the armory without uh, special effects or or anything, and you'd see the lady who lived down the block from you think this is the meanest, most horrible man in the world. And he could convey that kind of thing and elicit that kind of emotion from somebody. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. So that's in the back of my head. The uh, fundamentalist preacher, once again, played so beautifully by Steve Martin in, uh, oh, my God. Um, oh, I know the film you're talking about. Yes, it'll come to us both yeah. in a moment, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> But uh, when he was playing that that role, um, because it's 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 charismatic, it's 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 dynamic. Mm. Um, a lot of my uh, problem with newer uh, with entertainment becoming a game show um, is that it took years ago. It took a pro to go out there mm. and do it, mm. and now it's we're just throwing people out out there yeah and uh they've not done their time they've not had the flight time and i'm and so many are incredibly talented i'm sure 
but it's the flight time of having the things happen uh the uh, you know that that builds the the calluses somewhat <laughs> it's it's still cool though to know that in spite of all the technical advancements and the science proving or disproving everything that there's still wonder mm. and with adults i mean kids mm. have that thank goodness sense of wonder frozen 2 is making 8 million dollars a second mm. because kids want to be transported sure when i've been in your shows and i'm one of many uh we want to be uh, and not just entertained but amazed and we are and that that must be such a kick for you to know that here are adults yeah. many of them stressed and many of them, you know, running businesses and dealing with all kinds of issues. And they, for a couple of hours, have a chance to just play. And it's real and it's intimate and it's right in front of them. And they're not being asked to do a darn thing right. except sit there. <laughs> that's that's uh, and people will. I'll find people who, once again, we we read people all the time. You see the interesting body language on people, and I know everywhere you've spoken and, and the things. Oh yeah. And then you see as they change and as they unwind and as they, um, they become willing to play they and do. willing they and do. willing to accept and that to me is the the greatest thing because with the, you know it's the crazy world we're living in now isn't it nice to go you know i really don't know everything about everything and that is cool and if you see something that's astounding uh, my way of thinking is is not so much how is that done but how did that make you feel Mm. The whole thing, yeah. all of our experience, how did it make you feel? For so many years, um, we we met uh, many years ago. Many years ago. And for so many uh, you know, late night trips home and everything, I would listen to you and how you made people feel. And it was a great, great thing for me. Even, even on some nights where, you know, you can run into a, a little bit of a rough, situations oh, yeah. where, you know, <laughs> um, or or challenging situation or a place that you just might not want to be. And uh, after the fact, I remember many times listening to you and said, you know, Jordan makes those people feel. Well, I, I don't know about your take on this, but to me, having a platform, the one that I've had and continue to have on, on a case, having a platform with that much power at mm. my disposal in terms of reaching people uh, comes with it a certain responsibility and a certain honor. It, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, caretakers, people who care for others. Uh, and I did that and we've all done that in our lives. I approached it as, as an honor to be, to be given that re task not to be forced to do it, but to want to mm. do it. So I felt the same way about that. And I, I, I assume, I shouldn't assume, but I, I will go out on a limb and say, you feel honored to be a, the guy in the tuxedo that people are coming to see. Am I yes. right? Yes, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. It, is a, it is a huge responsibility. And anytime I, I do a great deal of uh, corporate speaking and right. entertaining as well. And what I tell each and every one of my clients is, thank you for having me. I don't want to, you to feel I'm simply a soldier of fortune here. Uh, I respect the investment that you have in the evening, and it has nothing to do with the amount of money you're spending. For me, it's your people, the people you're putting me in front of, mm. the people you have faith in me to do what I need to do. 
And those are the and, and I love to express that because I it, it's truth. I, I mean it. We have several sites for you, but the one that I wanted to mention quickly is mindreadingconfidential.com. That is the name of the show. Now, people who come to Boston, and there are many visitors who listen to this podcast will probably make the trip. They should definitely check it out. But um, that's just a small part of what you're doing. I mean, you are all over the map doing all kinds of shows. Is there a, a, a new vista that you're looking forward to taking on? Well, yes, I'm uh, looking forward to really settling more into Mind Reading Confidential. Mm-hmm. I also want to introduce a few other programs, uh, our women's only psychic experience, the, the party mm-hmm. that uh, that Roberta came to with her, her friends, which uh, is wonderful. It's a tradition that goes back to 1905. <laughs> and it is nowadays it's it's uh, the questions are the same from 1905 but it's a little bit more about self-empowerment and and feeling good and the ability to use the power and precision of your mind to to change your life and to realize that you have abilities of your own and you have choices and we're able to eliminate certain fears in in people's lives all under the guise of laughter and fun. Right. It's always fun. all wrapped up (laughs) in a a fun, fun, fun package. And we're also going to be doing a theatrical seance. Right. Now, what? We we know what a seance is. What is a theatrical seance? A theatrical seance is um, an experience where there are – it's a storytelling evening, to put it uh, mildly. We'll be around the seance table as the tradition uh, in the Victorian age. We'll be going through all of that type of of ritual. Um, When I say it is the theatrical uh, seance, we are going to be telling so many of the stories and hopefully um, connecting in interesting ways with famous and infamous guests of the Parker House through their history. They have a, you know, it's quite known as being a uh, haunted facility. We, we haven't talked about mediumship, but that is part of what you're talking about, right? No. No? Not in this case. Mediums love coming to this because it is the ritual. Um, this is not, if we when I say a theatrical seance, we are not going to be looking for our personal Aunt Martha in that situation. Okay. If people are interested in that, I can certainly give you ways and techniques and things that uh, I have done that have helped me in uh, in that situation um but that's not what we're talking about okay. here this it's a, it's a show and they're going to sit and think of the energy as being the ghost of Christmas present. Love it. Love that. They're my favorite. I mean, when he toasts, because every uh, Christmas, my uh, my ritual, 1 a.m., I open a Christmas carol and sit somewhere quietly and read it by myself. And mm. I love when the ghost of Christmas present offers Scrooge the drink and he goes, oh, spirit, what is it? It's delicious. And he goes, it's the milk of human kindness, you twisted little man. <laughs> Not an undigested bit of beef. That's yeah. earlier with uh, yes. with Marley. Hey, uh, one more thing, and that is you talked about memory at the beginning of yes. our chat. Yes, I remembered that. And you are <laughs> oh. you're so sharp and so cool when you're up on stage, but obviously – 
Can you share and or with an audience like this uh, uh, just one tip on how to improve memory, how oh, sure. to sharpen and hone that memory? Oh, sure. I, I already did. It's to listen. Well, yeah. Because we're not – I cannot stress that enough because if we don't hear it, we can't remember it. <laughs> and if we're – uh, I'd like to have a, uh, some time with the person who created the term multitasking. <laughs> um, we look at the mind, and it's like now I'm watching the Ed Sullivan show. So on, on the conscious mind, I'm watching plates spinning, plates right? Spinning. Yeah. Five plates spinning, and we're, we're trying to keep those up there. But our subconscious is a bottomless pit yes. that contains everything else that has ever happened to us. A very large hard drive. You, you betcha. You betcha. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. This is your uh, your screen. Uh, your right. uh, It's your conscious mind. And, and the hard drive contains everything else. So it is there. And we are, once again, we're just not focusing on what we're being told. And I do not believe you can watch television and listen to your phone and that 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 at the same time mentally once again these we were not built mm. we were not built for these times so when i look in the mirror and i say okay i got to lose about 15 pounds i'll feel better makes sense i know this so what do i do okay i will move more and i'll eat less okay i can figure that out and i can do it not, not as quickly as I say I can, but I know mm. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Now, the question to me is, what are you feeding your head every day? Mm. How much in time are you spending on the phone? How much of us are simply getting all of our news from uh, Facebook or what have you? I would imagine you'd be agreeing that we don't spend enough time in, quote, nature either. I mean, we're, mm. we're, I mean, I don't mean necessarily going to the mountains, but just being outside, taking a walk, doing the things that are designed by nature to help us. Right? <laughs> I'm so glad that you said <laughs> that because any of – I have another place I'd like to invite people to come. It's called The Stetson Circle. The Stetson Circle. It's a Facebook page. Okay. And it has daily – uh, affirmation, motivation, all the Asians are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are there. And we've done some very special work there, and I don't want to, you know, brag on it, but there's, but we've we've made a difference, and we've made a huge difference in a few lives just starting off doing this fun thing. Mm. So uh, now, now, <laughs> now I can't leave. Um, so I have to be doing this, and I love, I, I love doing it but every and there's a lot of eastern philosophy there's a lot of common sense and the big thing for me the the underlying current is nature i will not post anything that does not go along with the laws of nature because what i feel we're doing and you know no disrespect to anybody uh, here this is just my opinion i feel that we are staring nature in the face turning our back and running as fast as we possibly can. Never mind the great moments you were talking about, about just going for a walk and doing these things or hiking and, oh, that man, that's great. I love, I love it. But I'm just talking about laws of nature when you're sitting in your, in your home. Mm. For example, we're teaching our children that uh, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> in nature, there are winners and losers. 
in nature, nature is always going to win. <laughs> no, it's true. No matter what. Nature is the all-time winner. I feel we have to treat nature that way, and we have to respect laws of nature. Mm. And laws of nature, once again, winners or losers. We age. We things happen. Things change. And there's so many things going along now that don't go along with laws of nature that it concerns me. What concerns me is having to arrange play dates. I remember when we were kids, we just played. Yeah. And made stuff up. And showed up. And, you know, you know who was, uh, who just, we should go back and listen to George Carlin. I was more. thinking of Carlin. Oh, Carlin would say, you know, these kids, they just need to, to, to look out the window. And while you're at it, you do it too. Use our imagination. Imagination is such a big part of what I what I do, and concept of visualization, mm. um, both on stage and when I'm doing, say, corporate uh, keynote uh, talks. Right. As a matter of fact, a new uh, one of my new talks that is going to be I I'm really looking forward to is how to not take things personally. Oh boy, you're going to have a lot of hits on that, and one. how it pertains to both business. But more importantly, your life. Mm. And um, I am so excited to be working on this right now. Well, I, I think in our discussion today, we've focused on a lot of things. But I think people will now know that you're much more than the guy on stage. There's a whole backstory here and there's a whole series of projects. And I'm going to spill the beans that I you are going to do a podcast. I know yes. it's in your future. So I will be a definite fan of that and listening because uh, what you describe is is just positive energy. And I think that's what we need yes. more of. And um, I want to get into uh, the heads of interesting people. Mm. And I, we would all like to know what interesting people are thinking. You know, I, re I read all the time. My favorite things to read are, are both history and biography. Right. Because I want to know what Warren Buffett was thinking before he got in that spot. Right. right. I want and, – and history is our greatest teacher, and we ignore it. Well, I think there's a lot of history to be made as well by people who uh, want to make a difference. And you're one of them, my friend. <laughs> we, uh, we could spend hours just discussing uh, your philosophy and the work you do. But people should know that you're out there and doing great work. And if they come to Boston, support – your mind reading confidential at the Parker House, the Omni Parker Thank House, you so which much. is such a great. That's the perfect venue for you because it's intimate, and yet it's a little on the formal side because it's an old stately hotel. I love it. Yeah, me me too. And as a, but I'm still I'm still everywhere. And oh everywhere. yes, I was out in uh, this week. I was in Des Moines. I was in Philadelphia, <laughs> and uh, I can't even remember where I was on Wednesday. Travels I, I, more than a primary candidate. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You're out there, John. <laughs> it's hard to hit a moving target. Thank you so much, my friend. It's great to connect and to it's reconnect so after many years. Yes, and I look forward to everything that we're going to be doing in the future. And I just can't thank you enough for continuing. What you do, because as I say, you uh, very, very briefly, if you call my cell phone and believe you have, this is the message you receive. You've reached John Stetson, and I like to feel good. So if this calls for any other reason, you have reached the wrong number. <laughs> Otherwise, leave a message. And of course, the great Dr. Angelou, they forget what you say, but they never forget how you make them feel. And this is the picture of you, my friend. You make people feel good. 
Well, and I, you make people feel important and you make people feel worthy. And that makes me realize how lucky I am and how much of a joy it is to do what I do. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. A wonderful performer and a great human being, John Stetson. Now, now, if you want to find out more about his shows at the Omni Parker House in Boston, one of the most historic hotels in downtown Boston, go to mindreadingconfidential.com. You can get your tickets there. Or just go to John with no H, J-O-N, johnstetson.com and find out all about this amazing gentleman. I want to say, as always, thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing and downloading to the podcast and for reviewing us. We've got more listeners in more parts of the world than ever, and it's all because of you spreading the word. So until next time, this is Jordan Rich, as always, saying be well so you can do good. Take care.